0: Good uh, evening, with me, as always, we have my co-host, Peter Allison. Good evening, everyone. And our special guest tonight, Donna Scott. Hello. Hello. So, Donna, who are you? What do you do? What's your thing?
1: Oh, uh, I have multiple plates that I spin. So I have got to know Pete through um, the book side of things because I'm an editor and I work on the... Um, best of british science fiction series for newcom Press. that's one of the things i do one of my day jobs and um <laughs> uh yeah then um i'm also a stand-up comedian wow. and a performance poet and a podcaster and an actor
0: wow so many <laughs> many many feathers to the proverbial cup then
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that, that's me that's what i do all the things
0: okay all the things so okay let's start so as an editor you sort of uh, alluded to, or, or stated, so you, you edit Alan Moore? Alan yeah, Moore? I
2: did. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's, that's uh, I, I'm
1: in the process of still editing Alan Moore because the book is still in progress.
0: Oh ah, right, uh, okay. And how, how <laughs> is that for you? How is that?
1: Oh, great, great. I've, I've not known him for a few years, and um, yeah, I got to work on Jerusalem.
0: Wow, which is wow. fab. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a very long book. <laughs>
3: very, yeah. I mean, very good. How, how many words is that book? Well, that's like... About 700,000. Yeah, that was a mammoth book. That was epic in the truest sense of the word.
0: Mm-hmm. Yikes, 700,000 yeah. words. And I thought 14,500 for my dissertation was a
2: lot. <laughs>
0: well,
1: I used to write dissertations like that. You know how it used to get on the journals? You used to get like the word counter, a little bean. And then you would like announce your progress to the world of how you were doing. Uh, when I was doing my um, d- dissertation back in 2008, um, for my MA, my MA, I had that on Live Journal. Do you remember Live Journal? Yes. <laughs> Back yes. in the days. Yes. And I was like, out of 20,000, and I got my bean counted to say like 65,000 out of 20,000 words. Of <laughs> I was like, I have, some, I have some cutting out to do.
3: I remember when I was first rating a short story, and the maximum word count was 7,000. I hit 10,000 and was just starting to go, and I thought, this isn't going to fit in that short story collection that uh, (laughs) Adele wanted, really, is it? So I completely canned that idea and went into something else. But, yeah, I find word limits are kind of this
0: nebulous aspect that happens to other people. (laughs) Yeah. So um is, is the editing the main sort of kind of day job type thing or is that just a side hustle? How does
1: Everything's a side hustle. It's the yeah. gig economy. I'm the most of my income comes through training. Um as I train people <laughs> in IT. <laughs> you well, might laugh at that. Okay. As we tried to get my camera working <laughs> this evening.
0: That was rather amusing, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know i I generally work on more up to date equipment <laughs> than what I've got, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um you know, I train people on how to use i t you know a bit about licensing, a little about selling sales techniques, that kind of thing i where you know you want training in something, I'll find out about it and train you All
0: right, okay, so <laughs> the the editing and the writing so. What came first? Did you start editing and then got into writing, or was the writing sort of, was it just something, a hobby that got you into editing?
1: How is it ever with these things? Um, (laughs) um, When I was six years old, my headmaster um, basically told the school that I was going to be a famous writer one day. Um, I, I used to get put forward for all the meet the author events and yeah by being a representative of the school in in my writing because I learned how to write amazingly quickly <laughs> it was never original stuff it was like I am rewriting Elmer the Elephant <laughs> that kind of stuff but you know I was, I've always wanted to write since I was very very young and um, um the editing just happened by accident um I was um I met um Storm Constantine, the author, oh, wow. who was a friend of mine. Um uh, when well, I first met her when at, at book signing to be fair, to be honest, and I I I hid behind a shelf and there was nobody in Andromeda bookshops. And I was there with my shawl the sheep bag. And then she went, I like your bag. And I go, Oh, thank you very much. Bye, bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs> um but then I went to um a convention that she organized called Grisicon in Staffordshire and uh I went along to that and Made loads and loads of friends then. It was like awesome. It's like the world had opened up for me. That was back in 2003. And um, then she invited us to our house and she said, So you've got a degree in English? And I went, Yeah. It's like, I'm looking for editors. Would you fancy having a go? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I started work on um, some of the books that she was bringing out with the Mannion Press. I think oh, I started yeah. out with um, David Barnett. Um, he's doing all right for himself these days, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's doing okay.
1: Yeah, I mangled his words first. Um,
0: <laughs> so who, who else have you? Who else have you edited for? We might know.
1: Um, who else I edit? There's, actually, there's there's so many things that I probably I've touched on when I've been working, especially with um, the bigger labels. That I, I, I can't remember them all. Yeah. Okay. But um, well, just look over here. I've definitely got David Barnett. Um, there's a Michael Moorcock there I definitely did some proofing Ooh. on. Um, <laughs> um, who was that? Graham Winterton did something of his? Yeah, loads.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Michael Moorcock just released a new book as well, and I, another Elric book, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, it was an Elric one I was working on. Or well, um, What is it called? Comic Capers. That was a, was a proofreading on. Oh, nice. Was it wasn't one of the main editors on that one. Um, but, um Yeah. Um, I, I, some of my friends don't realise I've edited them because it was like the secret background copy editing <laughs>
2: um, I've <laughs> edited you
0: you're being like, edited at this moment in time
1: just in case they go right
0: so <laughs>
1: that's why <fine> then <laughs> um, I, remember, I remember like um, oh, I edited um, a lot of Andy Remix books I mean oh, yeah. I'll just, just name the people who died <laughs> then they won't go what <laughs> yeah i mean uh, he stone... was a good friend of mine as well yeah
3: stone constantly yeah. was a fantastic writer really really i mean i've got still got loads of books upstairs in, in my library mm-hmm. like stalking tender prey and the Grigori trilogy and yeah i, mean, I was just oh i was good i never got the chance to meet her she seemed such a lovely person
1: she was she was so lovely um and i was not for six just not for six by her death I mean she she died at a similar time to my dad oh um my so I had all of that going on but it was just uh I was just in the in the pits for yeah. a while um and then it was I felt really especially bad because I hadn't got in touch with her for a long time I mean all through lockdown I was like you know you I was really pleased in myself that lockdown meant I was reopening a lot of old friendships that i hadn't really paid attention to for a long time because we discovered uh zoom and and so all of a sudden i'm like talking a load with all my university friends and and all the people we we know from conventions i'm like i'm like on on zoom with them and it's like so much of my of my I, my social life was like burgeoning that way but i suppose you, 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 i i Maintain some and some just fell yeah <laughs> and then he's just like oh no i didn't mean them to
0: <laughs> that sort of uh, so, lockdown was a double-edged sword in in a certain way so obviously it, it was bad in that you know you, you couldn't go out there was a lot of you know people were dying there was a lot of stuff going on but on the other side of it i think it did sort of bring people together um quite a lot and um for me especially i like i i started talking to bit and talk to in ages i've got a couple of groups um that sort of started then and now are still going um you know a, a gaming group of mine that i've been in for years and we we, we talk to talk but we don't do anything because of lockdown we actually physically started doing something there's mine and pete's D D uh group that has been going for like two years now and even after lockdown we've sort of been uh carrying on and stuff so It wasn't all doom and gloom, but uh, like you said, sort of talking to people you hadn't talked to in a while. Um, Yeah, I think it was uh, uh, one of its sort of kind of silver linings, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I I spoke a lot, pretty pretty much every week, and it's still going on, but because real life is happening, I'm out there gigging and things now. But um, the Arts Lab, uh, do you know about the Arts Lab? That's founded by Alan, well, sort of founded by Alan Moore, And I'm I'm part of it. And that's who I'm bringing the um, Arts Lab Anthology out for and with. And even though we have been meeting every week all through lockdown, did this, was this conducive to us getting the work done any quicker? No, it wasn't. (laughs) I managed to bring out four books in the time I'm bringing out this one. (laughs) Well, I mean,
3: I think it was just hard work. I mean, it was really, you you know, a bad time for everyone. And so i think I found my creativity and my drive dropped during the uh lockdown and I think Don's just frozen
0: oh no the i t <laughs> oh sweet irony <laughs>
2: yeah
0: i the i t and the the internet's dropped there we go uh we've got a we've got max r. r. a one hey max saying, saying hello G'day. Good day. Um, hopefully, Donna. Okay,
3: message. Okay.
0: We'll yeah. be back shortly. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, technology. I... oh, technology. Oh, technology. Well, for those of you who are sort of wondering about sort of my messy background and stuff, if you can see it, I've got uh, some old school for all your gamers out there Adeptus Titanicus. Adeptus Titanicus and Original Space Marine, which is sort of like the original epic uh, game. But, um,. Two, so it's just me and thee until uh she comes back. Um, but yeah, uh, I was I was at a warbit at the week. So warbit for all of you who don't know, it's basically an indoor, um, it's like an indoor car boot sale for war gamers. Basically, so I did that in Stockport Element Games to basically, like again, if people can see you're watching this you'll be able to see my sort of my background full of stuff but you also notice there's there's things oh, oh, I don't know if i can get uh over there uh I, my god my my there you go there we go over there sort of lots of space and stuff because i've been selling things trying to get rid of declutter my life and uh but we were uh we were there and i'd sold a fair bit of stuff and i was feeling very happy for myself because i need to pay for gas and electricity because you know you have to do that these days because it's stupid expensive and uh um i was like uh right i'm not going to buy anything because i always end up going to these things i spend i sell stuff but then i go ooh look shiny other thing that i want and i spend that money on other stuff and there was a guy behind me selling there's a game called infinity and they were selling loads of it for like stupid oh. cheap and i was just like nope 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 Nope. And I was trying to get my friends to get onto it so I didn't have to and stuff. And they kept them dropping the price and they kept them coming up to me because they knew I was talking to my mates about it. And like, you know, we can drop this down. Job lot for like 250 quid. And I was like, no, <gasps> no, I'm not going to do it. I got away with that. But then my friend turns up and he's all like, hey, man, so, uh, you know, you've got a bit of epic stuff. And I was like, yeah. And he says, they've got three brand new, you know, old school expansions over there, you know, unpunched. And I was like, no. And I said, No, I'm not gonna do it, man. No, I'm not gonna do it. And then I got a slightly sort of like bored halfway through the day. I went, Well, I'll just have a, I'll just have a look over there. And I went over and they're like literally, they're brand new, as if they're in the box, old school, um, sort of like they're not there's nothing in them bar cards and stuff. It's like that, but they're unpunched. And I was just like, How much for all three of them? And he was like, Oh, I'll give you like a hundred quid or something. And I was like, yeah. Oh. 60, you know, thinking, you know, he'll say no, and then I'll just go, oh, at least I tried. And he went, all right, then I was like, okay, so (laughs) 60 quid. That
3: was a reasonable bargain. Yeah, it
0: wasn't bad. And to be honest, I sort of, I I made a fair, well, I don't say I made a fair bit of money because I don't like to think about the money that I lost um, when I bought all this other stuff. Uh, But, you know, I made some money back at least. And uh, yeah, so... I I and I didn't spend, I spent sixty quid out of the money I made, which is you know, not you're know, not a lot. So I was yeah. you know I was reserved. I restrained my I restrained myself. You know, and for a man who's got seriously bad impulse um, and you know ADHD and stuff, it's very it's very hard for me. So I was <laughs> it was a small victory, and I managed to sort of do it. Uh, has she as she replied back, are we? Yeah,
3: um, message from Donna said, "Ah, no
0: internet. Ah, no internet. That'll do it." So,
3: yeah, that'll break into your um, Skype call, unfortunately,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, or any form of you know, on internet communications. So, yeah, she's currently plugging out, working out what's going on, ah, okay. and I think we'll just keep chatting for the moment until we hear otherwise yeah. or. Don't continue. Yeah, I mean, um I'm massive saving at the moment. Um we talked about Kickstarter a few times and one of the games I backed many years ago was called Cryptex. Yeah,
0: I remember you saying,
3: yeah. Yeah. It's still not been done. We talked about games that was about was backed about four years ago now. I'm trying to think. And still and it's got the point now. The game is now available and for sale in retail.
0: Wait, so it's in retail and you still haven't it's, got it exactly what are they what are they saying about that what are the, what, what they are
3: say, they're they're having delivery issues apparently the best we can make out it was by right inside the box games, and the person behind it, it was called peter i believe um has essentially inside the box game is now only one person he's had to basically um like basically um make everyone redundant. He's just lost all the money. Oh. and basically the games were made, as far as we can make out, from all, as far as what, what I can make out, games have been produced and they've been um, bought it doesn't, they don't have the money to actually deliver it, so to actually make money, it's been people are just basically taking the games and selling them and uh, but in one of the latest updates on the Cryptex Kickstarter, mm-hmm. Um, one of the former employees got into the um, actual Kickstarter profile and posted their own message, not of Pete, um, saying, "We have not been paid. We are owed pension and wages for months of work." I, yeah, I yeah. I
0: don't think you're getting that. Well, it's like I've got. I've got, I'm trying to think, so out of, like, I try not to back stuff at the minute, I think, I, yeah. I backed the the Dune game, I think, uh, that's the last one, but apart from that, I've not sort of, um, I've not backed anything in ages, it's anything I'm yeah. getting, stuff that's turning up, basically, from years ago, but, uh, a one turned up to my old address, this is how long ago, it went, oh. to, my, it went to my old address, uh, and thankfully, um, People, my 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 friends here. who used to live next. He lived next door to me at the time. Oh, they yeah. they realized, and then so I, I I was able to get it from from them and stuff. But um, yeah, it's I've got one that was a scam, and I I I basically yeah. uh I I went and got the money back from a credit card company. Who um, it was for like a. Uh, like a USB drive type thing, but it didn't work. Oh, yeah. I've got one another one, again, okay, tech is so bad, um, which is a um it's like a a wallet not a wallet size, a credit card sized SSD uh four terabyte oh, yeah. one. and oh, wow. as much as their updates oh. it's still still nothing from that one. Uh and it's been a fair time. So I'm giving it a bit more time before I sort of kinda of see what the score is. I had one from it used to be called Kabuki kabuki games uh kabuki models but they do they change their name to something else i can't remember what they're called but um they have they're the ones who do the busts i'm not sure if you can see you can see oh yeah you can see this um uh succubus bust over here and there's basically uh the um Mother of Dragons, one they did, and they've done all these really lovely sort of kind of like busts for painting and stuff. And I, I, I've backed them all, every time. But the one that we did, ah. last, the one we, oh, she's back, she's back. Hey, Donna, how are
3: you?
0: Back. Good to have back. Hello. Virgin Media, <laughs> damn you. We'll fit I will finish the. I'll finish my anecdote and then we'll get back to you. Um, and then so they had. Uh, like, they had no issues, and then suddenly I'd done this one, which was called Moloch, which is basically, it was a bust of, like, a sort of, like, big armoured guy and stuff, and I was like, that looks really cool. And it never turned up, and then they just basically put a message on saying, um, anybody hasn't got it, um, get in contact with us, the... the um, the people who we did the resin casting for uh, screwed us over, blah, blah, blah. Let us know and we'll sort something out. So I, I was all right, no bother, shit happens. I said, you know, I don't know what you have left because I've got a lot of your stuff. Can I have this and this instead? Or can you just let me know? Didn't reply. I'd left it for a bit and messaged them again. What's the score? Nothing. Then I messaged them again, nothing. I did this periodically for like months, nothing. Um, and, I, and it was like, six months and then suddenly at chris on christmas day actually on christmas day i got a message uh from facebook saying oh hey just let us know uh what you want we do this this and this and then we'll get back to you with uh you know what you can have so i didn't i basically because it was like 350 euros worth of stuff and i was like well i'm into sort of the the," because they do normal like uh warhammer stuff i said i'm into sort of the um Lord of the Rings strategy battle game now and stuff. So you've got this starter set. I'll have that and I'll have some paints and I have this and that and then nothing. <laughs> I asked them another message, sent them another message, guys, is, is this okay? Nothing. And I was just like, my God, man. And it's just sort of really frustrating. The thing is, it's like having talked. Because we've had people on, and we've talked yeah. about Kickstarters and how stressful they can be, and, you know, if a lot's going down, you know, how horrible it is, like, um, you know, the guys at AirFlix as well, you know, AirFlix, Rob from AirFlix and yeah. stuff, and I felt really guilty because he went through a lot of shit, but it's so hard not to be annoyed and to be frustrated as a consumer, as person who's bought it, if you're getting ignored and nobody's telling you what's going on, because you're just thinking the worst, and you're just That's, getting frustrated. Yeah. I don't know. Have you actually been like as an editor? Have you been involved in any Kickstarter projects?
3: Is that something like as your editing head?
1: Um, no, I haven't done anything where I've produced anything through Kickstarter. I've, I'm going to be self-funding uh, the art Lab one and sort of like then just uh, seeing how that goes from there. But um, because, the reasons like Kickstarters, they they can be quite disappointing. Yeah. And I I've seen them fail and very stressful so i'd rather not have that additional admin load yeah
3: yeah so so what is this arts lab thing that you and uh pulled together
1: oh arts lab okay so i was all about that before wasn't i so um yeah they were a 60s thing um in which like you could join and you could do anything you wanted to like if you wanted to put on a show There'd be people there with the resources who'd help you put the show on, and um, if you wanted to write, do any writing, there'd be people there to help you do your writing, do art, uh, and basically you will pull your creative resources and, and learn from each other, and then produce artistic stuff. And sounds um, very cool. One of the I think the most famous exemplars of somebody who basically graduated from Arts Lab would be David Bowie. Oh wow yeah so that's the kind of thing that you know you're aiming for really is the kind of oh really good stuff thank you that and um alan Moore, basically he wanted to sort of like have something like that in the town again because he really loved it when he was a teenager like going to arts lab and like meeting um uh, like cool creative young minds <laughs> and um so he put on a day northampton university and he invited along robin ince and scrubius pip josie long oh, yeah. um john higgs who you know, oh yeah
3: i love yeah. his books
1: and francesca martinez she was there too i think was anybody else there well there's a few names um and so they talked uh about um you know their creativity things that inspired them I remember in particular, Robin Ince did um, like a retrospective of the, like an examination of the films of John Waters, <laughs> what he loved about those. And um, at the end, he said, they said, like, if anyone's interested in joining the Arts Lab, then we'll take some names. Uh, I remember uh, Kermit from the um, from, from Black Great was there as well. I remember that. Um, and uh, yeah, so myself and my husband, we went and signed up. We're there, like university. We're, we're here in our, we're in our forties. <laughs> we're we're young forties. <laughs> so I, I know that this is kind of like they wanted to sort of like get young people together to sort of like explore their creative selves, but there shouldn't really be any age barriers. I don't yeah. think. Um. So I know What I've done with the arts lab is like I've run comedy workshops. We've put on shows. We've put on comedy shows. We've put on poetry shows. Um, they've uh, written and produced plays. Um, there's been a few magazines. Some of them have been like, like quicker coming out than others. <laughs> so we had issue one, and we've had issues three and four, and finally issue two's coming out soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Is it- sorry, Pete, you fire
3: there's there's some numerological um importance there that Alan Moore would absolutely dig.
1: Oh yeah, so we found out all about this. There's some, like uh, the kind of like everyone's kind of like who the Illuminatus and all of yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's um uh um I don't know if you know Ken Campbell. This I know. The, of... the actor. Yeah. Who very into clowning. Um, who passed away. He was like a prospective Doctor Who at one point.
2: Oh, wow.
1: And, well, his daughter, Daisy Eris Campbell, um, she wrote um, a play called Cosmic Trigger that we all went along to as part of Arts Lab, uh, as in London. And and, um, it was about, a little bit about, the play that her dad had done, which was um, a 24-hour play. (laughs) And uh, you know, uh, like that one, lots of nudity. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it's about the play, which was about Robert Anton Wilson and the other guy whose name I never remember.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Could get together. With, Could be with, with the idea of the Illuminatus. And there's like bits of the, the uh, all hell, uh, um, Eris. Yeah. Hell Discordia. All of that. <laughs> um, and uh, like a bit bringing a bit of chaos into the universe and yeah chaos like, magic yeah 23 everywhere
3: <laughs> and which it's in turn inspired the care left as well
1: <laughs> yeah yes exactly uh, that that's there's um, a lot, of, a little bit of um, crossover there. I, I have done some stuff with Bill Drummond too. <laughs> no,
3: I mean the KLF were massive, like formative years. Like and then back in the nineties, the KLF were just a huge influence, and like, I was delighted of many years ago I actually write about them for Alpha, uh, looking at like when they came, when they did sort of that their comeback with the that that book about Bill Drummond and James Carty did together. Which the name escapes me because I am completely wasn't expecting this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, did actually, I, I, I can't help you either. <laughs> uh, I did actually try to put in an interview request with Bill Drummond and James Corty. And I think it, James Corty was just like, no. Bill Drummond's agent turned to me Bill Drummond only does two interviews a year. And you can only ask him 10 questions. And, the, and he'll only answer questions that he's never answered before.
0: <laughs> right.
3: Okay. Wow. Challenge and that's like, I'm thinking, how the hell do I know which questions Jim, Jim Bill, Drummond been, has been asked before? But he said no. <laughs> you know
0: what you need to do, Pete. You need to become a. Have you ever heard of an interviewer called Nardwar? He's like a. He's no. like a Canadian. Like he's really. He's really. It's really bizarre, right? So look up YouTube or TikTok or whatever. There's a guy called Nardwar, and he's basically this sort of nerdy looking. Um, Canadian guy who wears, like, uh, like, uh, sort of, like, like this black eye. He's got fluffy, like, curly hair. He's got big, brim, black glasses. Like, you're, he, but he loves, like, hip-hop and rap and sort of, like, you know, rock and roll and, like, all these things. But he, like, he knows about everything. And he's, like, so famous for sort of, like, he'll interview um like Snoop Dogg or Ice Cube or or you know all these Jay-Z and stuff and he's always got the microphone right right in their face like right up in their face and he asks some really bizarre questions but then he sort of finds stuff from their like their sort of childhood and stuff or, and things that they've really wanted, like uh, their first EP that they ever released or like uh, like a fanzine that they were in from when they were kids and stuff. And he really, really, really researches all the stuff. So even they seem to sort of deal with all the weird stuff and the fact that this microphone's like re- literally right in their face, like quite well, because he does so much research on them and he finds out and he gets all these things that they, they kind of like and remember. And... It's it's really bizarre, but you should check it out. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah,
2: well,
3: yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So slight. Yeah. What was it like working with Bill Drummond?
1: Well, here's the thing. It was only really like a little thing. Yeah. Um, but we were, I, I remember Bill Drummond said something. And this is like a long time ago uh, when I first moved to Northampton. So about 14 years ago. And um, he said that he w- wanted there to be no arts council grants for the arts, no grants for the arts, no nothing. He said because he felt that arts should like generate from itself, it shouldn't be beholden to like like an upward patron, yeah. something like that. And I thought, well, as much as we could see your point, art, if you do that, then you're only going to get people who already have money making art. You got. Yeah if you if you take away any the means of subsistence in a society that requires it then you're not going to get your working class artists who who can just or, or or people who can find or people will be squeezed for time people will be squeezed for resources this is not a good idea so I'm like oh, we're angry at you and and um and then Northampton council was like okay we're going to do that we're going to take away all the money for the arts <laughs> Because our local guy said it was a good idea. (laughs) They were like, no. And another thing that they were going to do, and this is, they've already (laughs) done this, but we had a place. It was kind of a bit special. And um, it was called the Fish Market. And the Fish Market was a fish market (laughs) in its day. Some people still believed it was a fish market, but it wasn't. It was a building that still had the fish market slabs in the front, but had like a big wide gallery space, oh nice, and stage, and cafe area, and loads of little shops around the around the area as well side, and yeah, you know, like a big big space in there, so you could do all sorts of things in there. Um Freeze in the winter mainly, <laughs> <laughs> but it we had um uh, I think it's some of the things that were on there, lots of valesque shows, oh nice, in little. Um, um, yeah, retrospectives on the Wicker Man, um, art installations that were there, and um, all sorts of lovely things. And I remember there's like 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 a Mad Hatters tea party, and uh, yeah, the, my my husband had to be um, like a fox in a in a waistcoat and sort of like go up and be cheeky to people. <laughs>
3: he would love that. I know, Neil. He would absolutely <laughs> love that. <laughs>
1: Yeah he's a very good fox.
2: Yeah. Um
1: but yeah he's a <laughs> uh they, so they decided to to close the fish market they wanted to to, to um like turn it into the, a bus station and we like all protesters said no. Um it happened eventually but there was a few years in between where we managed to to stave off you know the people who wanted to knock it down. Yeah. And um Drummond came to do this project called 100 he's done it before oh, yeah. um in which you have he wants only 100 people but exactly 100 people so you turn up and you kind of hope that you're in <laughs> so it, in fact it's like might even grab some other people to take part in it and what we did was we did this thing where he marched us all around a mile radius of the fish market mm-hmm. like we were going to like do some kind of protective magic of it or something. He's he spray painted like a little number on the pavement all the way around. And I said, like, and as you walk, we want you to drop off. So there's always there's one person standing at each of these points. So you'll just be able to see the person next to you, maybe the person next to them and the other way. But the idea is there's a hundred people surrounding the fish market and we're going to like pretend that like so like if there's been no art uh what would people think of as like music if they had no idea of what music was and uh we're going to do like a like a call so like you go we went hey oh (laughs) something like that I can't remember what it was it was like a tune it was like (laughs) something like that and you you had to only do it when you heard the person that side of you do it, and then you did it, and then the next person there did it. Okay, so we we started walking around Northampton and like different people got dropped off, and I got dropped off close to the railway station, dare we say, in an area that wasn't quite red light district, but was nearly there.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh
1: the bottom of Scarlet Well. <laughs> um and um, so while I was there, somebody did come up and try to <laughs> get business off me. And I was and I, trying to explain what you're doing standing there. <laughs> I was like, hey, it's an art project. <laughs> and you like, no, no, no. I'm just looking for directions to the uh, station. <laughs> and I like, the station, which is right there. You can see it. Oh, yeah, thanks. Bye. Turns the other way. <laughs>
0: I'm looking at like uh it thing things you didn't know about um so fifteen things you probably didn't know about Bill Drummond and the and KLF. <laughs> it's some really interesting stuff 'cause I didn't know it, I didn't know this. Uh we've got one here it says, um uh so at the peak of their success they seemingly quit. Drummond and Cottie appeared in nineteen ninety two Brit Awards with death metal group Extreme Noise Terror, performed yep. a raucous version th- of three AM Eternal fired a machine gun into the audience and then dumped a the dead sheep outside the entrance to the, the after show party, as you do. Yeah. <laughs>
3: With a note saying, we died for you, but bon petite
0: <laughs> Uh But Drummond and Connie uh, uh, admitted to burning one of, a uh, uh, burning of one million pounds was probably a mistake. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah. They are
3: also. Do you remember um, Doctor and Tardis? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That was by the KLF by Uh, them. All right. Okay. And they basically wanted to create a number one, a number one track using all the most common denominators. And they didn't say when they released it. They didn't say who they were. It's only later afterwards that um they yes we you know the time lords are the klf but then they released a book called how to make a number one the easy way which explained to them like you know, how bands a, a band can like create a number one uh, track record just using you know the lowest common denominators and basically they proved it with the time lords which I think was just <laughs> brilliant and apparently like I, I read somewhere that chumba wumba uh can walk around with that book to just keep it a hand
1: <laughs> well, they've
0: only used it the once then. <laughs> I got yes. Number one, ABBA didn't like them. Using the name they justified, uh, the justified ancients of Moo Moo, Bill Drummond and Jim Coddy produced their first album in 1987, titled 1987. The two of them soon fell foul of Arba's legal team thanks to a copyright infringement. Drummond and Cody travelled to Sweden to reconcile with ABBA. When they couldn't find them, they burned a large chunk of the albums in a field and threw the rest into the North Sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: that's not so good for like pollution <laughs> mad absolutely mad crazy yeah yeah you know, i mean they're a band that are just as famous for their antics off screen as they are for like as for their music but
0: I guess, man like I, I i i recognize the name and i i'm sure i recognize some of the music and stuff but like it like none of it doesn't really sort of I must have been quite young when they were like I was. Yeah. I was born in '81, so maybe I wasn't sort of into sort of yeah, like a bit before slightly before your time. Yeah, yeah, slightly before my time, but yeah. But uh, Matt. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, you've got
3: some incredible people. I mean, also you are in turn in turn yourself like a fantastic performer. Like you're a performance poet and a comedian. I mean, like I said, how do you balance all these different facets of yourself?
1: Um. Well. He- Here's the thing, you're going to get a lot of, if you if you are like somebody who wants to do a lot of different things, then you are going to get people telling you no, a lot. That's the thing. So you've got to be very stubborn.
2: Yeah,
1: fair. Um Even people who are close to you, who are nearest and dearest to you, who, want, who may feel that it, they just want to give you good advice, will say, maybe you shouldn't be so busy. Maybe you should like not do that, maybe focus on one thing, um, do your job and then, one thing and i'm like but you but they all feed each other that's the thing yeah. they all feed each other so they can't exist without an, something else and it's just a matter of balancing your time so like i i have um had an apple top 10 podcast a standard comedy podcast um and it, i'm currently getting chartable, saying it's still in the charts in germany nice. but i haven't done one for ages all right nice Um, yeah I got I think the way it goes it was like doing well in France just getting getting UK then I got France then I've got Germany So I'm like hitting all the markets and when I've run out of markets I'll I'll record another podcast
3: (laughs) so what was your podcast? (laughs)
1: Um, well it was called The Lemonade Budget for Champagne Social Butterflies but I rebranded it as Champagne Social Butterflies oh nice because it's at its heart it's about just being told no that you shouldn't be doing something and rebelling against it so i interview people um who are maybe well known for doing one thing and then do another thing
0: ah sounds like me so <laughs> That's like, a big, uh,
1: uh... the last one i did i did one um i i have one to bring out but um i will bring it out soon but i'm i'm wait after the Lef- leicester comedy festival you see it's all about timing yeah. but um I did an interview last year with c, um, CK McDonough, McDonnell, okay. yep. um, uh, or Keith McDonnell, uh, uh, who's known as a stand-up comedian and now is, of course, a best-selling writer. And, you know, you, c- you can do those things. Uh, why why limit yourself? If you want to try something, just give it a go. You never know. I mean, the 10,000 hours thing is probably true, that you probably just need to hmm. work until you're as good at that one thing and the other one, but... You, unless you start dedicating some time you'll never
0: know. The thing is you've got like a lot of the really sort of your famous sort of um, artists and uh, scientists and stuff like that were multifaceted people you know. Newton used to sort of uh, prosecute um, fraudsters and get them hung and stuff for you know in his, <laughs> in his spare time you know he that's when he wasn't doing sort of gravity and stuff he worked for the Royal Mint and he used to get people sort of he used to sort of Go into. I think he basically and a go, bit of alchemy
1: on the side. And a
0: bit of alchemy on the side. Yeah, and wow. then a, lot, a lot of all these, Yeah, a lot of them all did loads of different things. You know, you got Benjamin Franklin and stuff. You know, he did a load of stuff um, as well as sort of obviously being one of the founding fathers of of America and stuff. And he had like, um, like, just, I, there's loads of them, but basically they, they all did. Lots of stuff. Th- you think think of uh, Da Vinci and stuff. You know, he he was an artist, but he was an inventor, and he was sort of kind of uh, into. I think he was in the alchemy and stuff as well. But he's into lots of different things. So you know, if you've got that sort of brain, I think you do sort of start doing lots of lots of different things. Yeah,
3: and I think I, people just do naturally like evolve the interests over time. Like Huey Morgan started out as a lead singer of Fund Criminals, and now is a you know radio presenter and DJ. And leads left to the Fulham and kernels behind him. Um <clears throat> yeah, I say like people do just tend to diversify and evolve as time goes. I mean, I started out as uh, doing geek ge- I as an engineer, started writing on my side, covering geek stuff and golf stuff, then I started covering cybersecurity for computer weekly. And then started then started interviewing guests um for sci fi weekender and it just evolves and expands from there as you go on.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, we used to call people who did lots of things polymaths, but now these days maybe there's too there's a lot of cynicism. Nobody gets called a polymath anymore.
2: It's Called ADHD. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, why, why limit yourself to to that? It's like just think if you've got like a, a brain that that gives you gifts, use those gifts.
3: Yeah. I think also as well is, like, I think the advantage of the internet now is we can, like, have, have access to more people and more information than we ever did before. So the time we, we spent researching, like, pre-internet, be like, in books and everything, reading about it. Now we can just read about it on the screen and actually see it in person. So I think that has kind of almost streamlined the process.
1: In a way, but I don't know, maybe it's my age, but I'm starting to see things on the internet now that are definitely not right. Yes, I remember them differently, and it's yeah. not the Mandela effect. My, I got Mandela effect. Mandela effect. <laughs> Getting confused with one of those things.
0: Well, I'm, do you, I do you know my my most sort of kind of like a, a, the Mandela effect from when I was a kid, right? I am I am convinced watsits used to be called something else before they were watsits, and like, I I've got it in my head going into the shop and going. These are, these, they, they're watsits. They never used to be called watsits. They used to be called something else. And everybody tells me I'm making it up. And I'm just like, but my brain, I'm just like, I was sure they used to be called something else. And I've obviously made it up somewhere in my head. And like, I've got this really vivid memory of going into the shop and having this epiphany. It's like, oh my God, these are called its now. And I was just like it's weird
1: no no there were there were different kinds of things that were that kind of puffy shape that they've they've come and they've gone so maybe you can remember those
0: yeah maybe and that's it but I've, <laughs> then i've sort of kind of sort of stitched it together and kind yeah. of gone that's so what i thought but like i've got this like really strong memory i can even picture the packet of the packet of watsits at the time and stuff and kind of going these these have changed they've changed the name and then obviously it's just stuck with me
1: <laughs> yeah some some things that they said like People go, oh yeah, nostalgia. I remember this, and they'll ma- they'll mention hedgehog flavor crisps, uh. which were never hedgehog flavored. They were hedgehog flavor crisps. <laughs>
3: There's a very important comma there. Yes, yes, <laughs> very yeah. important comma. Yeah, I mean, what I've been willing really to ask is, how did you get in, into comedy? I mean, like, along with everything else, how did that come about?
1: Uh, okay, again, because. I always wanted to but then I didn't. Good as reason as any. So yeah my first yearnings to be a stand-up started at university really Um, after I'd sat on the on the floor watching Punt and Dennis (laughs) (laughs) cross-legged because there were no chairs (laughs) and we were like it's a bit weird there's no stage either so what we're going to do is face them so we all sat I said just sit down so I basically sat in the front row and I'm like right I'm ready for comedy <laughs> and um they were they were excellent no and then I remember spending most of my time in the comedy tent at Reading Festival as well the the, the one festival I went to and I was and I was still a teenager and um yeah, I did see loads of bands as well, but I remember spent quite a bit of time in the comedy tent. It was, that was a weird, like, like, years later, there were people that I saw then that I've gigged with now. <laughs> <I,
0: laughs>
1: Still going.
0: God, I remember. my. I think the last Reading Festival I went to was in 2001, possibly? 2001. And I just remember getting really drunk on jello shots because my girlfriend at the time went off the toilet and there was a jello shot person who came around and they're like would you like a jello shot and i was like okay and then she she it's didn't come just out. I have another. It's just yellow. and I was like bump, 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 bump. I was absolutely smashed by the time she got <laughs> back, and I I, re, I just remember missing Green Day because I was so I was so drunk. But <laughs> you didn't go,
1: miss Green Day. Day. <laughs> 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 I was
0: so drunk. I sort of kind of vaguely remember them in the background and stuff, but I was like that was the same. I think it was the same year where Dillinger Escape Plan um, took a shit on the stage and then put it into a plastic bag. No, no, he he threw it into the crowd and somebody threw it back at him, so he just smeared it all over his T-shirt. He he just picked it up and smeared it all over his T-shirt. And I was like, that's insane. Man, that band are crazy. (laughs) And
1: people have a go L7. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah. but Dillinger Escape Plan are notoriously sort of, like, they've had some... Problems, but uh, yeah, mad <laughs> loose. That's a loose definition of the I mean, there's to not, enough,
1: there. gel. not yeah. enough gel. gel in those toilets will get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just imagine somebody's He probably goes home and he's like, "Mom." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It' be a really really bad aerial advert you know it gets all those gr- that <laughs> grime off your t shirt and Dylan your get plan shit here you go <laughs>
3: <laughs> now that's an advert i would love to
0: see yeah. so what's your style of comedy what do you uh what what's your sort of sort of area what do you do well i do um
1: i'm I'm kind of like it, it's changed. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little bit rude. <laughs> I'm a little bit rude uh, with some absurdist poetry and just, just basically, just I just want people will see me on stage. You look, look at me. I'm such a nice middle-aged lady, and then it's like I'm a little bit not what you expect. <laughs> oh, <okay>. good.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So.
1: Yeah, kind of a very similar persona to this, but it's not quite. <laughs> my voice is slightly different as well. I also like come across like slightly differently on stage, I think. <laughs> so yeah. And um Yeah, so I I talk about all sorts of things. I talk about um a lot of real things that have happened to me, like my medical stuff. Did a show last year called Weird Sense of Tumour. What was that about?
2: <laughs> wow. I
1: grew one. So yeah i don't know if you know about this but i um Pete does but i grew a massive tumor didn't realize um <laughs> and um usually when women have these things if they're a bit of a problem if they're bigger than the size of a grape and mine grew to the size of a baby <laughs> oh god fuck wow so, yeah, I, I I won't do my material. I I know it's gone past the watershed, but it's quite rude. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I'm. It can can be a bit bit shocking. You can imagine with a lot of medical stuff, there's a lot of body stuff. So I I talk about my body quite a bit. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, uh, if you get the chance to see
3: it, do see it. it, is it you know. Hair-raisingly wonderful experience is the best way I can describe
0: it. Oh, high praise <laughs> high praise indeed. All right, there you go.
1: And um, I've just started as well a new sketch duo with my husband, um, who we all know as Neil, but he's professionally going to be known as Ewan Kershaw, so that's going to be confusing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, we've just got through to the quarterfinals of Sketch Off,
2: oh, nice. uh,
1: which is the National Sketch Comedy Competition. So I'm really pleased with that. Oh,
3: yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. And the fact is you are both natural entertainers. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I've been very lucky to uh, share a caravan uh, with you the last Sci-Fi Weekender. And I've never had so much fun in a caravan before. <laughs> hey!
0: <laughs> wow. Wow, feats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the that, last night... That could go either way a... for me, you know, I'm just... <laughs> There
1: was just a lot, a lot of heckling top of the pops, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yes, there's a
3: lot of heckling, and just, we went from top you know, 80s top of the pops to politics, back to back to 80s top of pops, then onto environmentalism, then back onto 80s top of the pops, and just it was the most entertainingly wonderful evening I've ever had. But also just the whole um, at the sci-fi weekend itself, and the, um, when Neil was shanghaied onto the stage. Oh my god. Yes, you know exactly what I'm thinking about, and again, it's a side of me you that know, I've never ever seen before. Sci-fi oh, sci oh, Weekender seems like
0: an absolute crazy place, man. They, they, all these these weird guests you bring on from that place, and then you know they come in here and they're crazy, craziness. <laughs> well, you're going to be a guest as well, aren't you, Donna? Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: I'm going to be a guest. They, there you go. Sci-fi <laughs> <laughs> Weekender. So, yeah, what, what will you be doing at Sci-fi Weekender?
1: Um I'm gonna be doing a stand up comedy. Oh
3: nice and I'm
1: I'm also gonna be on a book panel because oh. I did the things. <laughs> um really looking forward to it. There's loads of people there I'm really looking forward to seeing. People I've seen before, people I know. Um so um the the anti poet will be on. So oh. They're amazing. <laughs> the
0: the, the anti poet
1: Yeah, you gotta google them. There it's um two um punk guys, punk. Yeah, well, steampunky guys, punky steampunky guys. And one of them's got a big bass and long hair. <laughs> uh, one of them has got a triangle. Ding! All right,
0: yeah, I'm just looking at some photographs of them, though. Right. I'll have, to, I'll have to give them a listen.
1: <laughs> and um, uh, George Coppen is going to be there. He's somebody I know from Sunup. And he's also been in like loads of TV, like Willow was in Willow. Yeah.
0: yeah. What who was what's his name?
1: Uh George Coppin.
3: Yes. I am watching gonna be interviewing him at Sci Fi weekender.
1: Uh, Brilliant. Uh uh yeah sadly Sarah Pimbra is not gonna be there anymore no. but
3: no. Got yeah, darkest, because
1: she is an excellent talk. person to have wine with.
3: Yes. <laughs> or do the um raffle with. Yes
2: but the The raffle legendary.
3: is legendary for <laughs> Yeah, I just remember um Sarah Prembro um like, praising the magician by Raymond Fist. I like, Raymond Fist the magician. Which is a whole new uh, perspective on that classic series that I've never ever seen before and do not <laughs> want to see again. So thank you
0: very much for that, Sarah. Oh, is it? The, is it the new Willow, not the 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 original Willow film? The new
1: series of Willow, yeah. Ah, okay. he, I was, I was, he's a bit young.
0: Yeah, I was going <laughs> to I was going to say, I was, say, I was <laughs> like, how has he been in? How was he in the first Willow film? I was just like, wow, he's well, he's aged it's well. Aging. Yeah, he's aged really well. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs>
1: oh yeah, so uh, yeah. So, and uh, you didn't you have Madame Misfit on
2: recently? Yeah, Madame
3: Misfit, yeah, yeah, she was fantastic, did. and she's going to be back now again. So I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing that. And oh, Darker Stoker, who we've actually got, got coming to the podcast next week, I think.
0: Pete's on a mission. Oh, we've we're, we're actually we've actually got guests most weeks. We've well. actually got guests for every <laughs> day, for every
3: podcast in February, which I'm quite impressed by. To be fair, yeah.
0: He's doing me, you know, I feel ashamed. I, I, just, it's not I just get distracted and I've got all these intentions to get all these people on. And then Pete's like, we've got people for the next six months. And I'm like, okay, you know, let's go with Well, it's one of the things
3: like, you go to, you go to events like Edgelit and what, Sci-Fi Weekend. You meet people, you get talking, talk and you become friends with them. I'd say, do you want to come on the podcast? And I think that's one thing I really missed during uh, lockdown. I mean, like. The input, like the Zoom and the virtual cons were fine. It, kind of, it gave that kind of, you know, an aspect, uh, what's the word, um, an element of the con experience. But there's nothing like kind of being in the bar with a bunch of others and just talking to people and meeting new people. You don't have that with a virtual con. But with a live con, like Edge, which is going to be back in July, I think, and they got sci-fi weekend coming up and others yeah there's nothing like that you can't beat that experience
2: mm.
3: and i really really missed it I was, I was so glad to be back in back at sci-fi weekend in november just to be there and i'm hoping to have the pool open this time in march <laughs> the pool
1: was open but it was only open for a very short while
3: oh was it
1: yeah oh. i think it's between like 12 and 2 <laughs> So um, I know because I saw the I was in the the bar and the the lifeguard came in and she said she just finished and I was like oh it was open but we were already drunk by then.
3: <laughs> well yeah so yeah I'm going to take my swim my swimming uh, swimming drinks regardless.
0: <laughs> Pete do you have budgie smugglers? Do you have do you have budgie smugglers? Pardon? Budgie smugglers. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have no idea what you about. Oh, Pete!
1: It just it's just means something that's too
0: small. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> basically, oh, yeah. really tight, sort of like lycra, sort of like. Um... Why do you want to know what? These I, I, I wear, I've Matt? just got this picture of you in these really tight, sort of kind of like budgie smugglers sort of kind of strutting up to the swimming pool. You know, you know, you're sort of kind of. Uh, but I'm 48
3: this... <laughs> this year. Trust me, I don't. <laughs>
0: Man, my my sister's ex from many years ago. He's an absolute wind up merchant, um, and um, <laughs> he didn't he like like he, he he was super crazy and stuff, um, and he didn't give a shit. And we went on a holiday as a family, and he rocked up to the <laughs> he rocked up to the swimming pool like everybody else had swimming shorts on and sort of kind of you know it was in Egypt and stuff, sort of like a Taba and Egypt, and everybody sort of kind of like you know he he had literally tight sort of red budgie smugglers on like were too small for him like and he was a bigish fella and like this sort of kind of like fur kind of like coat thing <laughs> and he was just like strutting around in these <laughs> and it was absolutely hilarious my sister was mortified absolutely mortified but it was funny yeah and I get to see Pete you just walk around it's like yeah here you go I brought my swim costume with me <laughs> uh, I've got one word for that, Matt. No. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it, Pete. When I when I come, I'll, I'll rock some uh, right, red speedos. You are happy, more than happy. More than welcome to wear whatever you want. I'm not going to in any
3: impinge upon your, you know, right to freedom expression. <laughs> but me,
0: no. Embarrass myself in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah.
1: The swimming costume these days is practically Victorian. It's like, got <laughs> legs
0: on it. You've got, you, you got to watch you got to really, some really nice ankle shots right there. I was watching a thing and it just it popped up on my YouTube and stuff and I have no idea why, but it's basically this lady because I suppose I go watch a lot of history She I'm not sure if she's a historian or something, but she opened up an OnlyFans, but only for. for tasteful ankle victorian ankle shots so she literally set up an only fans just for ankle shots and like seen
2: that. in this sort of kind of <laughs> like, on v- OnlyFans. yeah it's sort of
0: victorian <laughs> thing but like it's not like it was on youtube so we she's talking about it on youtube yeah. and then obviously i don't have her only fans um but it's like i'm not into ankle shots but uh yeah so it's like literally she's like got these like this full victorian dress on and stuff but then it's like it like she'll have like this picture of her ankle and i was just like that's insane yeah people I- were buying it as well, which was even more insane.
1: There's, not, there's anything wrong with OnlyFans. I have people who I have no free people who do OnlyFans. fans so yeah, it's, yeah.
0: it's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've got <laughs> yeah, I've got loads of friends who do it and they make a lot of money. I wish yeah. I wish I could do it. You know, there's a guy there's a guy he does it and he's like he's like a big fella with a beard and he does all the sort of generic sort of sexy women poses but as a dude a very like a, a fairly corpulent Furry man, and he gets a lot of he gets a lot of money from it and stuff. And I was like, if only I had the balls to do that, if only I could do that, I'd do it. So more power to them, yeah. I say. More power to them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just I think it's just whole entire
3: culture <coughs> doing Victorian shots in a very anti-Victorian time, really. was no, but anyway, it's just a very wonderfully bizarre is the best way I can describe it yeah <laughs> I love stuff like that I do no. So, you... how what is a typical day like for Donna typical day yeah oh is, my is goodness there such, is there such were... a thing as a
1: typical day
3: um
1: well I'm very lucky that I'm now in my day job work hybrid so that gives me loads of extra time to get yeah. things done so it's um but get up in the morning. I can do some writing before work, um, or watch, do last night's washing up <laughs> if I've been really really bad. But um, I get up early, do some do some creative stuff, and that sort of gets my brain working a little bit. Um, my brain doesn't really really work really really well until about ten. So some of the best stuff is at the weekend, really. After, after I've been out for for boot camp, but yeah, I try and fill the day with like little bits here and there um I, I approach creativity like a hummingbird little snatches when i can so you, you you've you got to give your all in in when you're when you're working um but if there's like oh it's lunchtime ah, oh, i'll just make a note of this now da, 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 da. why not that's what the, the, the little keep notes in your phones for so little ideas can go there work on them later but yeah so uh the evenings, I do as much, as much as I can, working on my material, um, reading stories for um, my 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 work, my other work, <laughs> uh, catching up on bits of admin. Uh, I usually find that admin is a great procrastination tool. God, it's
2: uh, so it And I, so I'm getting is. into
1: Pomodoro's as well, Pomodoro's to get little bits done when I know I've got to do it. <laughs>
0: I find myself, like, if I if there's something really, I, I, it's really weird, I would sit there and do mind-numbing admin it, and it rather than do something important because, you know, I just can't get my head around it. Now, I have ADHD, so it's just sort of one of those things. But I will literally do spreadsheets and stuff like that because, I don't know, it seems to sort of kind of lull my brain better than sort of, oh, I've actually got to do this thing, but I can't do it because I need to do it at the very last minute. Because that's, that's how my brain works
3: that, That's that's in my tax returns
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I i've um i've reminds me i need to pay mine but i haven't signed on my forms yet they they're in the post
0: Ah, uh, the tax will man. they get there
1: tomorrow that's the thing
0: <laughs> the tax man <laughs> Boom. Oh. Uh. i got some money yes. i got some money through from like inheritance and stuff which is sort of like uh and I, i'm not sure because it, I don't know why, but basically, because generally, if you get money from when my father died, it went to my mother, and it was on. It wasn't. It wasn't taxable because it went to my mother. So that money, but there was some other thing that he had in a trust, and basically, the government weren't. We want. We want a bit of that, and they they took a absolute fortune. But then they sort of initially went, okay, well, this is going to cost you uh, sixteen grand, and then I was just like okay that's that's a lot and then it came to the day and the the accountant turned around and went oh yeah so uh your tax liability is 22 grand and i was like yeah what 22 grand i said what happened to the 16 i went yeah but you've got a student loan so what you need to do is you need to pay that and then you claim it back afterwards i was like yeah but i still gotta find an extra six grand and then they'll pay me back for what i and i says how does that work so yeah, that was just easier to to try and pay off the student loan because I was just like, "What is that madness?" So yeah, government uh, taking loads of money <laughs> off me, yeah.
3: and then you got people like the current absolute shambles.
0: Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, hypocrisy.
3: All I say is work events.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't even know what's been going on. There's been sackings. There's uh... been. Uh, what is it, that was like a parent's shareholding that wasn't his, but it was his, in another country. Oh, it's just <laughs> Anyway, it was
0: wrong. Conservatives yeah. being conservatives, basically.
3: Well, it's like, you know when you can like, get a week in a Conservative government, they're getting longer each week. We've had those kind of those tweets where it's like, and this is what's happened in the Conservative government this week. And it's oh, actually, yeah. and it's a, each one's a novel now. They're reaching novel length. And he's thinking, some, some's got to really hit the fast forward button on, like, let's see how many um, controversies we can squeeze into a government in a week.
1: Oh, it's that guy, isn't it? That guy. Yeah. I mean, he oh, He's really, really good.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, 10 years ago, if
1: I'd written
2: something
3: like that, it would have been thrown out and said, that's not believable.
0: <laughs> what is this madness?
3: Yeah, now yeah. it's like it's everyday life in in Toy Britain. We're in the multiverse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pretty the much. Yeah. The single very
1: crappy is, It's like the peripheral, isn't it? This is, this, is the, this is the jackpot that's happening just very slowly. <laughs> what did you think of the peripheral? Oh, I really liked it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know the 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 book, though. So
3: Yeah, I've read the book and loved that as well. Uh, the, the core premise is the same. Um, the same characters but the way the story developed it increasingly diverged from the uh, original novel but I'm fine with that one's one's a book, one's television you can tell
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> one's better for different stories than the other so I'm not I'm not piece in that regard but I am looking forward to Neuromancer mm. on Apple TV and they've got to have money Millions they've got to have Case and Armitage, and all of it, and Riviera. What's but that? yeah, if they don't have them in, I'm there's going to... There's a lot to, of yeah. good
1: stuff on Apple TV, but I don't have it. And
3: I, there's there's a, currently, I think there's a three-month free trial on Apple TV, which is distinctly appealing to me, because I want to see several shows And like that. the Severance, which is very good. Um,
0: Ted Lasso is really good. It's really sort of, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird, because I'm women's. not really into football, but it's really sort of like... Lighthearted, uh, heart- sorry, heartwarming type sort of um EV. It's it's yeah, it's quite yeah. nice. They positive. I've yeah. made it
1: for Brett Goldstein, and now he's in Marvel.
0: <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. I mean,
3: um, one but just finished watching is Only Murders in the Building.
0: I love it. Oh, it's so that. good.
3: That was so, so well good. done. Yeah. I mean, so the good. second season wasn't as tightly plotted as the first, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: But the characters Steve. and the dialogue were wonderful. Steve Martin doesn't age. He, he's, nice. he's one of these guys; he just looked the same, pretty much, as I remember him. And it's so good. Like, my, it's like my mom loves him as well and stuff. So it's like it's one of those things. It's weird because like me and my mom like these these things. So I like I was really into Downton Abbey with my mom and stuff, and uh, we're into like only murders in the building and stuff. I remember, he she came over to stay here for a couple of days, and we just sat there and binged it, and we just watched it and stuff. So good, really good. Yeah.
1: Selena Gomez's jumpers have been has been my winter style. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel really
2: bad for her. She's
0: been getting a lot of sort of. There's been a lot of sort of um, people sort of kind of questioning her because she's um, she she no, her sort of basically body shaming her and stuff, which is being it was it's been horrible right. and stuff. I think she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, another character.
1: Yeah. Anybody, anybody. Was i was going to say I'm I'm quite old now. This is what happens. You can start out in the middle of the in the morning, two sizes smaller than when you get to bed. It's possible.
2: <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, it's like, it's going to what... happen around the
2: day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that line from Red Dwarf. Um, what, uh, which was was it? Um anyway. But yeah, gonna say, when you when you're eighteen, you can eat what you want, drink what you want, and still uh, squeeze into your size ten jeans. Then if it happens around 25... No, you wake up one morning and you realise you're fat bastard. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. basically, it's kind. Of, yeah, we, our body muscles give way, our bodies change and adapt. You know, we grow old. It's part of life, and who cares? <laughs> basically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like uh, I remember being in university. Uh, no, sorry, in school because I played rugby all the time. Um, I can like because I was active doing stuff all the time. I couldn't shift. No, I couldn't put on weight. So I was like 11 and a half stone or something like that. And I was like 11 and a half stone, six foot three. And um, my, my rugby coach was always telling me, you need to put on more weight and stuff. And I couldn't. I just couldn't physically. I, I could eat everything. I could eat all the time and I still couldn't put on weight. And then as I got older, I just <laughs> I can't seem to keep it off and stuff. I keep on telling oh, myself man. it's like it's muscle because I do some weights and stuff. It's it's uh, it's definitely muscle. But I'm uh, I'm like, what? on like I'm 16 and a half stone now maybe sort of verging on sort of quarter coming up to 17 and stuff <laughs> I'm just like uh, 41 the uh the, the portly belly's coming back and stuff and it's just like yeah you know. this is
1: amazing I can remember I remember there was a kid at school in my my class he was a quite big lad but he, he wanted to play rugby and he was told he wasn't big enough yeah so we used to marvel he came in with a whole loaf of sandwiches for lunch
0: yeah It <laughs> was like i have to eat all this yes, like i was i was perpetually told like i I played rugby but i was always told i needed to put on more weight and i'd eat so much but the thing is like you were you were playing rugby and i don't do sports at all anymore really And like i haven't done since i basically hit university and decided drinking was more important but it was just <laughs> like i i we used to sort of play we had rugby uh we had training every lunchtime. You then had uh, practices on Mondays and Wednesdays. You then had games on Saturdays. So you basically, your only day off for rugby was Sunday. So you were, the amount of calories you were burning all the time, you had to do running, you had to do all these other things, you had to do weights and stuff. You were just burning calories all the time. So I was like, I could eat so much more. I could eat more then than I could now, and, and just not put on weight at all. And now I literally just... I don't do if I if I stop and I don't do any exercise, then it just comes back yeah. so quickly, and I'm just like, ah, oh, damn you, old age, damn you. That's why I cycle three times a week and do kung fu. Yeah, yeah, I need to get back <clears throat> on it. Boot camp.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back on it and stuff. It's just so yeah. bad, like yeah.
1: I am one of your park I I I I I am there in the mud <laughs> doing press up so somebody shouting at me get your bum
0: down <laughs> <laughs> please stop Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know get people see i don't mind doing it on my i hate when people tell me how to, to, to do things and stuff it really gets on my goat i used to go to the gym uh with my mate and i used to really hate it when he was sort of telling me to do things and stuff it's like it's just not making me fun i kind of like just doing it myself and you know, I don't do it as much, but at least I do it regularly, whereas somebody's shouting at me all the time. I'm just like I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so what you got coming up, Donna?
1: What have we got coming up so much? Um <laughs> Comedy Festival
3: nice.
2: is
1: just around the corner. Um so um I I think um next the next gig I've got is actually not until next week, um, uh, which is Leamington Spa. And then we are in Leicester Comedy Festival time, because all of February. Um, It's 30 years um, of Leicester Comedy Festival. Oh, wow. So that's the LCF30 hashtag you you might see on socials. And my first gig is going to be Prison Biscuit. Um, Then I've got uh, the following day, a couple of gigs with Improv Provocateur. So that's the... Outfit run by Alex Leem, and it that involves the candle, and it's very dangerous. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, you hold the candle up, and you have to, like, do improv while you're holding your hand above a candle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm doing that. Um, then what have I got? Do you know somebody could to consult my diary now? Um, <laughs> um, Da-da-da oh yeah i've got my show my show on the 17th at um uh at leicester comedy festival that's called badger
2: Badger, I don't know if you,
1: you can see that i've got some badgers
2: <laughs> ah
1: but it's, it's basically going to be a follow-up show to to last year's weird sense of tumor and just talk about like how much of oh, a badger dear. i am about it i'm oh, i'm very excited i've just uh got a new headband that I bought from Claire's accessories with mushrooms on it. <laughs> I thought kind of go with the poster. So I'll be wearing those. then um, I've got um, a political breakfast on the 18th in Leicester. And then I'm swiftly going down to London to do the quarterfinals of Sketch Off. Oh, nice. Then I've got something a bit different on the 23rd. I've got the pun show with Chris Norton Walker at Leicester Comedy Festival. And um, comedy tapas is taking up my weekend on 25th and 26th.
0: Have you been to so the Have you been to up. the, uh, the fringe? Yeah. 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 How was that?
1: Oh, good. Good. I did the fringe with, um, I did some solo stuff at the fringe, but I mostly did, uh, the children's comedy group. Now I might be doing that Lester. I'm not sure. Um, we're still working out the rotor, but my children's comedy group is, is, called The Extraordinary Time-Traveling Adventures of Baron Munchausen.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, and um, that is improvised comedy. I, 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 I'm totally accidental at improv as well. I've done no workshops, I just no real sort of, like, getting into it. I just, like, do you fancy doing it? I'm doing it. I've done it. I've done it. 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 Am I right at it?
3: Okay. <laughs> Trial by fire, literally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, improv I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, the children's one is, um, yeah, they're suitable for kids and grown-up kids. Some adults do come by by themselves. (laughs) Then we make them be in the show. (laughs) Nice. And I play a character called Captain Bilgewater Bond. And Neil plays.
0: Neil (laughs) plays. More technical problems for the IT support.
1: Sorry, I just trod on it.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: Neil plays cowboy call. Yeah. <laughs> Not a technical problem, i just trod on the thing.
0: <laughs> it's because like um our project manager uh in work is like she she worked her department's IT. And she she can never get her microphone to work, and she can never get a thing, and it's this running joke that you know she's you know she's basically Jen from the IT crowd and stuff, and yeah, she's like she works in IT, but yeah, she doesn't know how IT works and stuff. It's always quite. Oh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
1: we're all there. Um, it's it's all about blagging it to begin with. Yeah, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. And then you'd research it, and then you're good at it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Make it till I you could make do it. that anyway.
3: Bake it till you make it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, my first time I wrote about cyber security I just got in touch with uh, Computer Week and he said, hey, you know, electronic voting's coming in. You no, know, would you like an article about it? And I went, yeah, go on. And I thought, that's great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So I quickly got speaking to a few people and uh, researched it and interviewed people. And I've been writing for them ever since. <laughs> but no, but yeah, you just find something that you really are passionate about and want to do and just do it. And that passion will drive you to, to do the best you can and just keep going for it and just keep trying.
0: You like fiddling with that mic, don't you, Pete? Did I? Yeah, <laughs> you do. It's like you, you, when you're talking to someone, you fiddle with them. You're like this, fiddling with your microphone.
3: Okay. No, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll stop playing with bit. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize.
0: Such a <laughs> you're, you're furiously scratching yourself.
3: <laughs> I'm going to staple my fingers to the table next.
0: Yes, yes, yes. little extreme, but hey, Um. Okay. Um. So, uh, we we usually sort of end the podcast. Now you're you're into your sci-fi. And, okay. And bye. Things, <laughs> things like yes. Bye. See yeah. you later. So we sort of usually end it with like uh It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a pop quiz. Um, and the sort of kind of thing is you think of a sci-fi or, or geeky franchise can be anything, can be fantasy, can be sci-fi, can be whatever your sort of, your heart desires. And you think of a character and then you tell us what the franchise is, DC, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, um, you know, something like that. And then we have to guess who the person is. So we each do one of those. Is it something you... I don't know, like...
1: like a 20 questions thing. Yeah, well, it doesn't... Exactly, exactly, like 20
0: questions. Like 20 questions, but there's not 20 questions. You've just got 60 seconds to do it. And then after the 60 seconds, you've got one more question, and then you've got to guess. Do you want to play... The oh, who's ge-
1: guessing? So, Am I guessing? Am I... <laughs> so you,
0: you've got to think of one, and then we'll guess. And then we'll think of one, and you both guess. So it's basically both of you is uh, the guess my one, both of us the guess your one, and us two the guess Pete's. Okay. Yeah, so I think you, you know, Pete's always good at stirring these. So if we can give, right. you an, okay. it's, it's, it's give you an oh, example, oh, so, but that being said, Pete always thinks of super. Yeah, he, he does one of two things. They're either really easy or stupidly, um, or stupidly obscure, and you're just like, you have no idea. So give us a relatively easy one. Doesn't have to be super easy, Pete, but uh, something that we might actually be able to guess.
3: Okay. Um we got we talked about Alamo, so we're going to go with an Alamo comic. We're going to go with Watchmen.
0: Ooh, interesting. Okay. So, uh Watchmen, 60 seconds. Go. Are they a part of the Watchmen?
3: Um the original Watchmen? No.
0: Ooh, okay. Are they apart? Uh... Okay. Do they... Male or male? Nope. Female? Yes. Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh... Ah, God. Uh, does she have a daughter? Um...
3: Is she,
0: is she the daughter?
3: She is the daughter.
0: Um... <laughs> uh, what's her name? God! No! Yeah, is it Lady Jupiter? So. You, no. Uh yeah. uh, what's her full name? Ah! Oh my god. What is it, Matt? You yeah. is it Lady Jupiter? No, it's something ah. Le- Lady
3: Jupiter was the original.
0: Lady Jupiter was the original, yeah. Oh, ah, uh, god oh my god. So that's sixty six seconds. Bear with you one minute. It's, it's 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 right there. It's right there. Go and so I don't I?
1: I can't think of is it is it something like vixen?
0: No, 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 no. Ah, I, I, I
1: don't know. It's been a while.
0: Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. It's um, no, 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 no. no, It's
2: Scotty.
0: Web. That is for you to say, Matt oh man I uh, I don't want you to tell me because I know it uh, it's
1: I don't know I'm I've got a <laughs> <laughs> S- S-
3: S- Should I just say it I'm no put your no, no no one minute Silk Spectre yes well, that was the original what that was the so, what Laurie Jupiter is the daughter of Silk Spectre
0: so which one were you which one were you So wait a minute, I said Lady <laughs> Jupiter.
3: No Laurie Jupiter.
0: Not Lady. Ah Oh yes.
1: You didn't get any close points.
0: Uh, oh dear. boo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's not Silk Specter. The daughter of Silk Specter,
3: Laurie Jupiter.
0: Laurie Jupiter Okay. Uh have to sort of. I guess I have to. Uh, Silk Spectre. So oh, still... we'll just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right, okay. Oh, what an idiot. <sighs> I can't believe that. Okay, right, alright. Um, Donna, do you have one? For us. Okay,
1: um, I'll go Doctor Who. Ooh,
0: interesting. Go back. Okay. Um, right. Doctor Who. 60 seconds. Go. Um
3: Are they a companion?
1: No.
0: Okay. Are they a doctor? No. Are they um from the current series?
1: No.
3: Other than like classic who like pre no. Okay.
0: Um David
1: Tennant?
3: Tennant? No, not David Tennant. No. Um eighth generation. No. Okay. God, uh, my Doctor Who knowledge is, is are they is... are they human? No. Are they alien?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> are they a Dalek? No. Are they? God, my Doctor Who knowledge is is very wanting. Um, better the mine. Trust me. Um, okay. Not, okay.
3: Are they? Are they male? No. Are they female? Sorry. Female. Female.
1: But, but not usually.
3: Do they change gender?
1: Yeah. Right, Is
0: that's it the six... master? Sort of. Missy?
1: Yes. Ah. <laughs> Oh, there
0: you go, nice one, Pete.
3: I ain't got a clue. <laughs> I was guessing. I was to. I've never watched Doctor Who since the night. Uh, I watched it once briefly the, when it first started up with the. um But yeah, so that was pure guesswork based on background knowledge. Uh,
0: okay, so what's Matt going to give you? What is Matt going to give you? Donna, what sort of what sort of things are you into? What are you into what sort of sci-fi, sci fantasy things are you into? I'll see if I can.
1: Um Or comic books. Quite a or... lot, but it doesn't necessarily all stay in the head.
0: Uh, <laughs> Marvel films or D C Yeah,
1: or... Marvel Marvel would be a good one. Okay.
0: We'll go for we'll go for a Marvel we've wa- one. We've
1: wa- we watched a few of those.
0: Um okay. Who are we gonna go for in the Marvel World? We are going to go. For... Four Three, two, four um check something. Two. I need to check something here <laughs> birth one minute. Um
3: You complain to me. About fiddling with my microphone, you're tapping away on the keyboard. Yeah,
0: that's first everyone, I think. Uh, uh, no, uh, it's to. Oh, no, maybe. Um. Okay, alright, yeah, alright. Um. Marvel, 60 seconds. Oh, better get this. Marvel, 60 seconds. Go. Okay.
1: Female character. Uh, yes. The Black Widow.
0: No. Um,
3: are they in the MCU? Yes. Are they in the Avengers? No. Okay. Are they a villain?
0: Um, no, they're not.
3: Are they... Um, have they, Do they have their own film?
0: Um, no, they're not in their own film. Okay.
3: Do? Um, are they in the four films?
0: They are in the four films.
3: Are they in all three four films? Yes. Is it Darcy? No. Uh, Jane. Is it Jane Jane Foster? Foster. Nope. Okay. Valkyrie? Nope. She's not in all three. Isn't she? Okay. Nebula? Nope. She's not in four films. Is she only in the four films?
0: Um. She is in only in the Thor films. I think she might. I'm just trying to think. Yes, yeah, I think she's only in the the Thor films. Yeah, is she a As guardian, she is our guardian. Thor's mother. She was in Agents of Shield briefly as well. Okay,
1: Lady With... Sif.
0: Yes, there. Well you done, go. There you go. Say when I look at a pop head. <laughs> <laughs> right, very good, very good. Um, right, so uh, before you go, uh, is there anything you want to pimp uh, before we leave you? Any shows, anything that we you want people to see or hear or read or?
1: Okay, you're probably going to need to go on my website, Donna-Scott.co.uk, and I'll update it because I need to now with some of the other shows I've got going on. Um, but um, definitely want to see Prison Biscuit. Um, um, if um, if you want to catch us in the quarterfinal, that's on the 18th of February in London or in Leicester Comedy Festival. And my show, Badger. I actually need more people to come see Badger. So that's at um, uh, Grazer LCB Depot on the 17th of February at half past seven. Excellent. In Leicester.
2: I
3: assume that's p.m., not a.m.
1: P.m. Yeah,
3: just checking.
1: Our prison biscuit show's got a few tickets old, and that's really late. That's like a like at eleven o'clock or something like
0: that. Wow. i have just gonna go to mess. Chris Mold on Facebook says AOS, which I'm assuming Agents of Shield, was massively underrated. It I, it was immense. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I think it was. I think it sort of went downhill slightly towards the end, but yeah, I enjoyed. It. But anyway, uh, Donna, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Good luck in the quarterfinals. Um, I hope you get through. Um, if you do, please let us know. Um, by all means, come back. And let us—we'll uh, have more of a chat. Um, but for tonight, <laughs> I've been Matt Geary. With me has been my co-host Peter Ray Allison. Good night to everyone. And our special guest Donna Scott.
2: Bye bye. <laughs>